Hello and welcome back to the Soul Click Podcast. I am very excited to be recording again. I'm your host, Sophie Stein, by the way, and we took a little bit of a break last week because, well, basically because I failed to plan, if I'm being honest. Um, We ended up going out of town for Josh's birthday and I didn't realize that I wasn't going to have time to record it when we got home. (laughs) So that's just what happened. But anyway, going forward, I'm going to try to be a lot more organized and plan ahead and not miss any episodes because that was kind of sad. Anyway, we move on. It's a new week. It's a fresh start and I'm excited for this episode. For the main topic today, I am going to be talking about what I've learned about myself throughout the queue throughout the last several months that we have been in the lockdown pretty much um, and what I'm planning on doing differently coming out of the queue. I know most people are out of quarantine at this point. Um, Florida certainly is and there's a been a big spike as is to be expected with this sort of thing so yeah just kind of navigating that as I do live in Florida okay so before we get into the main topic um like I do every single week I'm going to be going over my weekly recap this week again we have two weeks to recap since I haven't spoke to you in two weeks and then I'm gonna go over my weekly love list which is really fun this week so I mean, it's always fun. I love that part of the episode. Um, okay, so my weekly recap. Let's see. What have I been up to since the last time we spoke? I feel like it's been a long time since we spoke, but not that much has happened. The main highlight of the past couple of weeks was that we celebrated my husband's 30th birthday, and it was such a good time. We just had such a relaxing fabulous time at the beach we took a road trip up to where my mom lives which is really close to like 30a and rosemary beach and my like my favorite place in the world it's so beautiful and fun there and we we're always going there um obviously because my mom lives there now but like growing up we'd always go there because it's just the most beautiful beaches and amazing restaurants and shopping and i've definitely talked about 30a at some point on this podcast i can't remember what episode but I've told you about it before. Anyway, that's where we went and we rented a boat one of the days, actually on his actual birthday on Sunday because his birthday was on Father's Day. But my brother and my sister-in-law and my baby niece were there and my mom and then of course my husband obviously who we were celebrating. But it was really nice because we got to spend my brother's very first Father's Day with him and that was really special. So we got this boat and we took it to this little island called Shell Island which is like Nobody lives on it or anything. It's just like a really, really beautiful beachy island. And one side is the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. And the other side is just the bay. So you park your boat in the bay and it's really, really like chill there. It's really relaxed and there's no waves or anything. So you can just like float around and swim and snorkel and it's really nice. And then you can just walk across the island, which takes like two minutes. And then you're like in the ocean and there's waves and it's like a proper beach. So we hung out there for a few hours and it was so fun. And then later that evening, we, okay, so it was like impossible to get a reservation. I don't know if this is interesting, but whatever. I'm just updating on what happened. So it was impossible to get a reservation anywhere in the whole town that like we wanted to go, obviously. And I had been calling places like 10 days before, like starting 10 days before, thinking that's plenty of time to make a reservation. Apparently not nobody everybody was fully booked nobody would take my reservation it was so frustrating and they just said oh your best bet is just to walk in on the day and we'll put you on our wait list so that's what we had to do we ended up going to two 
two or three, I think just two places, um, trying to get on their wait list and they turned us away saying that they were too booked because for whatever reason, I guess since Florida's opening up and the beaches are open, people have just flocked there, which is obviously not the safest thing to do, but it just meant that like all the restaurants were packed and also because the restaurants couldn't, they're still not doing full capacity, um, they weren't able to take as many reservations, so anyway at like nine o'clock like really late this one restaurant called edwards which is actually really nice and it's actually the restaurant that josh originally wanted to go to anyway for his birthday dinner they finally let us in the girl the hostess actually turned me away at first when i asked her if i could like please i was like please it's my husband's 30th birthday um is there any way that you can like get us a table and she was like look we close in like 10 minutes and i already have a wait list of two other people that want to sit down And I think she could just tell that I was like really distraught about my husband's birthday dinner and thinking we weren't going to be able to get dinner on his birthday. And finally she like, I like started walking away and then she ran up to me and was like, actually this one table just got up faster than I thought that they would. So now we can seat you. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. This is such a blessing. I was so happy. I could almost cry. I might've even like teared up a little bit because I'm really dramatic, but that was amazing. So we were able to sit down at a beautiful table, have a beautiful birthday meal. And it was like really nice and special and delicious, which is all you can really ask for. So overall it was a great successful birthday celebration and everyone had fun and most importantly Josh enjoyed it and he got lots of great gifts and it was just fun fun fact we were actually supposed to be in New Zealand like right now and for his birthday because it's his 30th birthday so we wanted to do like a big trip and obviously see his family over there because they all live there still and It didn't work out, obviously, due to travel restrictions and everything going on with COVID. We just felt like it wouldn't be the best time to go. Um, Not only the travel risks, but once we got to New Zealand, um, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And that's just not what we wanted to do on our trip in New Zealand. So we decided not to go and postpone that trip. And I think we're going to go in Christmas. I mean, providing that everything is okay at that time so that's the plan for now and yeah just really hoping and praying that that works out because we really really want to go to New Zealand this year to meet our little baby nephew Bo he's so gorgeous oh my gosh I can't wait to meet him in real life um and obviously see the rest of Josh's family too because we love them and we don't get to see them enough so yes hoping and praying that that works out but moving on to what else did we get up did I get up to in the last couple weeks we celebrated father's day again with my dad and my brothers and Josh and all of our you know significant others and it was really really nice obviously we couldn't be with my dad on actual father's day because we were going to travel for Josh's birthday that happened to fall on the same day So we just decided to celebrate it the weekend after and we all got together at my brother's house down the road and it was so nice. He has like a really beautiful pool and we grilled out. Josh made the most delicious salmon I've ever had in my life. He marinated it overnight with like soy sauce and brown sugar and I'm not sure what else he put in it, but it's just, it was so good. And then we just had like grilled veggies and salads and potato salad and it was so good and obviously had lots of wine and it was really fun just like playing in the pool. I just, 
I love a pool. Something about swimming around in a pool for like hours just makes you feel like such a little kid because that was like my whole childhood. So it was really nice just like swimming in the pool and the hot tub with my family. It was just really fun. And that's kind of like the main highlights that I got up to over the past two weeks. I can't really think of anything else of note that I did. So we'll just leave it at that. Plus I feel like this was a very, very long-winded weekly recap. So yeah, we'll just leave it there. Now let's get into my love list for this week. It's my favorite part of the episode every week because I just love talking about things that I love. So let's get into it. The first thing I have on my list, my love list, is Gray Malin's Spotify playlist. So specifically, he has two playlists that I'm currently very obsessed with and I have not stopped listening to for like two weeks straight. And that is the Escape playlist and then his Italian cooking playlist. If you don't know who Gray Malin is, it, it might be pronounced Malin, I'm not totally sure. But he is a really popular photographer. Um, I follow him on Instagram and he has these like really cool, trendy photographs that he sells as prints and they're very expensive but they're so beautiful and I really love following him on Instagram specifically for his IGTV videos. He did an IGTV called That's Amore and it was like an Italy date night inspired video and he basically is um, cooking a beautiful Italian dinner for him and his husband I believe. He talked about his Italian cooking playlist on that IGTV. So I was like, oh, I need to go find this. It sounds amazing. And then when I found his Spotify, I saw that he had a bunch of playlists and the escape playlist is my favorite one, but the Italian cooking playlist is also really great. Um, anyway, check him out on Instagram. He has such a beautiful house. He did like a house tour on one of his videos as well, which is really nice to watch. It's very inspiring. I love watching interior design videos lately. Um, anyway, that's besides the point. I'm talking about the playlist. I'm like, my brain is like jumping all over the place right now, but okay. So the escape playlist is so good. It puts me in the best mood. It makes me feel like I'm a character in a movie or something. It's just so delicious. I love it. Um, especially like when I'm cooking or just chilling, but it's a lot of old music. I don't know what I don't even know like what decade it is from, but it's a lot of like Ella Fitzgerald, some Frank Sinatra, um, Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong. There's some Elvis in there, Etta James, Aretha Franklin. It's just so, so good and I cannot get enough of it. I can't. So it's basically on repeat in my house all the time. I just feel like it like elevates my life whenever I have like a really, really good playlist like that going. It's just such a good vibe and yeah, highly recommend you go check it out. Next up on my love list is Tabitha Brown. Just this woman in general is my favorite thing ever. She's my new favorite person. I don't know how I just discovered her, but anyway, she's got like millions of followers on, on Instagram and she is a vegan foodie and just like a beautiful soul. Like she's hilarious. I love her little catchphrases. And anyway, I discovered her because somebody that I follow reposted a IGTV that she did of making peaches and biscuits and it just really spoke to my soul. So I went and watched the video, became obsessed with her, became obsessed with peaches and biscuits, and went to buy everything I needed to make peaches and biscuits for Sunday morning. So it was just a great experience. She's so cute and so funny and such like a breath of fresh air and like a ray of sunshine on Instagram. So I'm just super happy that I found her and I'm excited to make every single thing that she tells me to make because those peaches and biscuits 
I promise you were one of the most delicious things I've ever made or eaten in my life. I was posting about it on my Instagram stories, just like losing my mind about how good it was. And I just don't think people understand how good they were because even after I made it, it looked so good. But when I took a bite, I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't expecting it to be this good that it, it blew me away. And that's all I can say. I know I'm getting really fired up and like really passionate about these biscuits, but you don't under, like it took me like 10 to 15 minutes to make this. And it was like my favorite breakfast that I've ever had in my life. So that's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it there. Oh, also, of course, I was listening to the Grey Malin, Grey Malin Escape playlist while I was making my peaches and biscuits, and it just made Sunday morning so wonderful. Highly recommend go and follow Tabitha Brown on Instagram right now. I will link her handle in the show notes, so it's very easy to find, but she's got like tons of followers. You probably already follow her. I feel like I'm really late to this party because when I posted about it, a few people were like, oh my gosh, she's my favorite. And I was like, okay, amazing. I can't believe I've been missing out on this party for so long, but we move on. Um, my next thing on my love list is Ben and Jerry's Milk and Cookies non-dairy ice cream. Oh my good Lord. I have been searching for a good dairy-free ice cream, I think for my whole life. I've been lactose intolerant since I was little and dairy just doesn't do well with my body. I always like get a breakout, get really bloated, don't feel good for a couple days after. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's worth that. It's just worth it. So I just do it sometimes. But for the most part, like when I'm at home and I just want a little treat after dinner, I'm not going to do dairy. But I love ice cream. So this is a big problem for me. Um, I feel like I've tried every single non-dairy ice cream out there. And some of them are pretty good. But there's none that are just like, oh my gosh, this is like fully satisfying my craving. This is amazing. I'm in heaven. Um, until I found this Ben & Jerry's non-dairy milk and cookies specifically is my favorite flavor that they've that I've tried from them so far. Um, I've also tried the creme brulee flavor and that's also absolutely amazing, but milk and cookies is still my favorite. They actually use sunflower seed milk in this specific non-dairy ice cream, um, the milk and cookies flavor. And I mean, you would never know. I wouldn't think that this was sunflower seed ice cream, but it's so good. And I've actually never seen anybody do anything with sunflower milk before, so that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm looking at the container now. It says vanilla with chocolate chip cookies, chocolate sandwich cookies, and chocolate cookie swirls. And there's just so much cookie in it that it just makes it very exciting to eat. You like every single bite, you get like a chunk of cookie and it's fabulous. Ben and Jerry's also happens to just be such an awesome company. Like their company values are really inspiring and really impressive. Um, they're doing a lot of work with social justice and climate change and human rights and they're just very outspoken and I really like that so very happy to support a company like that um if you want to learn more about what they're doing you can go on their Instagram this sounds like such a paid ad which can you even imagine I would just pass out if I ever got a sponsorship from Ben and Jerry's but <laughs> anyway if you want to learn more about what they're doing go on their Instagram and they post a lot of really great stuff they have a lot of great resources and information there. So yeah, highly recommend go checking them out on Instagram. All right, next up on my love list is a beauty product. It's actually makeup. Um, it's the Milk Makeup Lip and Cheek Stick. I think that's what it's called. I'm not 100% sure. Um, the shade that I have it in is called Work, W-E-R-K. And it's just very, very, very beautiful and simple and 
looks so natural. I put it on my cheeks and on my lips as like a blush and a little flush of color on the lips. And it really looks very natural and beautiful and like you're just sun-kissed. And that's kind of my favorite kind of makeup where it, it's like no makeup makeup. It just looks really pretty. And it's kind of a funny story how I got this. I would have never just picked it up on my own because I don't think I own anything else from Milk. But I was shopping at Sephora a couple weeks ago and when I checked out, they were like, oh my gosh, happy birthday. Since it's your birthday month, you can get your birthday gift today. And I, my birthday's in November. And so I was kind of like caught off guard and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I like didn't correct them obviously because I don't know, I just wanted a birthday present. <laughs> so um, I don't know how I, it says that in my system that my birthday's in June because I definitely wouldn't have set that up that way. But anyway, for whatever reason, in Sephora land, my birthday is in June. I'm very excited because they never have good like samples or gifts there I feel like I always just pass and like save my points to wait for something better because Sephora just like doesn't give away very good things for your points um but anyway the birthday gift was amazing it was like the lip and cheek blush stick that I got and also a mascara their Kush mascara which I actually also love um and then I think like a sample of like their moisturizer or something but Anyway, I'm really excited because I've never tried anything from Milk before and now I really, really love these two products, the, both the mascara and the cheek tint. I don't know what to call it. It's like a lip and cheek stick, like duo thing. Anyway, can't get enough of it. I've been wearing it every single day since I got it. So that was a nice little surprise that I wasn't expecting to discover. And so I thought I would share it with you. Hopefully I didn't ramble on too long about how Sephora thought it was my birthday when it wasn't really my birthday and all of the nitty-gritty details that nobody asked for but <laughs> it's my podcast so I'm just gonna ramble on to abandon you know honestly this is the kind of podcast that I like to listen to so hopefully my audience likes it too you know there's got to be some sort of demographic for this kind of chat anyway we move on okay the very last thing that's on my love list is being tan self tanner all things tan and glowy and goodness oh my gosh for some reason I just completely forgot how much I love to be tan like it's been a long white winter for me over here in Florida <laughs> I am not someone who can tan in the sun I don't sunbathe I did it growing up my whole life and then when I turned like 20 or 21 I started getting really bad okay it's not that bad but I would get like splotchy like sun damage on my face and it's not the cute like freckles that you see on like an Instagram filter it's like ugly splotchy brown spots on my face that I have to get rid of with laser treatments I mean I don't have to but you know I want to because it's it's not cute but it's basically just dark pigmentation from the sun it's very common lots of people get it um but I do not like it at all I also get lots of like freckles on my shoulders and my chest and it's just it's not a good look for me so I decided several years ago that I am no longer going to be tanning in the sun you know sunbathing intentionally and I'm always gonna have like a shade over me or a hat or some sort of protection and of course sunscreen always um but I hate not being tan. I've been so tan growing up my whole life that I didn't know like how white I could possibly get. And I am very white whenever I'm like I tan very, very easily in the sun, but I go very, very white when I don't have any sun for a while. So I feel like self tan is really the only solution for me to have that really nice glow and like look sun kissed and feel summery and nice and sexy without actually being in the sun so I have been using the loving tan self tanner it's really really great and I use the loving tan application mitt 
which is also great. Um, and then I also have my I Love Tan facial tanning drops, which I spoke about. I think they're on one of my like weekly love list a couple weeks ago on an episode, but um, I've been absolutely loving them. And they, together, like the tan really matches. It like doesn't look weird between like my neck and my face. Um, it just really blends really well. So I'm very excited about that. And I got both of those in the shade medium. I feel like it's really good for me and you can kind of build it up. Like if you want a deeper tan, you can just put on more layers of the medium and it will get darker. I've been really loving, loving, loving those two products for tanning. And I also am still obsessed with my Lush Sleepy Body Lotion. It smells so good. I use it in the morning too. It's not like totally just for sleepy time. But, um, oh, I just hit my mic, sorry. But I think that putting on the lotion and like moisturizing my whole body right after I tan or like after it fully develops is key to keeping it staying longer and looking more natural and healthy and glowy. So, oh, also I wanted to mention that I just purchased along the lines of tanning. Um, I just purchased this tanning kit from Lydia Elise Millen. I spoke about her on one of my previous episodes. Um, she's one of my favorite YouTubers to follow. She's so great and she just released her like very very first product um, and it's this amazing tanning kit. It's called the Independent Tanner. So basically it's like this really beautiful makeup travel bag kind of thing and it includes um, an application mitt for your tan, an exfoliating mitt, and then a back exfoliator as well. And it's like this long, I don't really know how to explain it. You'll have to just like go check it out. But you can get your whole back with it. And then a back applicator, which is the thing that I'm the most excited about ever. Because every time I apply fake tan, I always procrastinate. Because I'm like, oh, I need to do it when Josh is home. Because I need him to help me blend in my back. Because it's, it's pretty hard to like reach all the way to your back. It's kind of impossible to get your whole back. But Lydia created this amazing back applicator where you can do it by yourself, which I'm so excited to try. And I'm also just excited for the exfoliator as well because I don't have like an exfoliating mitt. But the thing I'm most excited about is the bag that it comes in because it's really beautiful and I really need like a new makeup, like cosmetic travel bag um, that like looks really good because all mine are just like old and janky and dirty and gross. But this one's like very chic and beautiful. So I can't wait for that to come in the mail. I'm hoping that it comes before our trip. We're actually leaving to go to Colorado um, this Thursday for my friend's wedding. So we are super excited about that. I've never been to Colorado before in my life. So I know I'm just going to like be in love. It looks so beautiful and mountainous and stunning. And we just get to see our friends and celebrate their wedding. Oh my gosh, I'm... I'm getting so excited. Um, but yeah, the tanning kit, um, the brand is called Glow by Lydia Elise. I will definitely let you know what I think once I try it out. All right, that concludes all of my, everything on my weekly love list. I feel like I had a lot of really good stuff this week. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you took some inspiration. Maybe you'll try some of these things out. Let me know if you do, if you ever like take my recommendation and try something out, let me know. I would really appreciate it. You can put it on your Instagram stories and tag me. That would make my day. Um, yeah, I hope that these are actually useful for you and I'm not just like waffling on about random things that you don't care about. <laughs> okay, let's get into the topic, the main topic of this episode, which is what I've learned about myself throughout quarantine and what I am planning on doing differently as we are slowly coming out of it. One of the first things that I realized when I was trying to think of like, how quarantine has changed me is that I'm very adaptable and I think this goes for just humans in general but I just realized like when I was looking back at 
the first month of quarantine, it's like, it feels like it was lifetimes ago. And I feel like I was a different person. My mindset was so different. I felt very, very anxious. I had a lot of fear. Obviously, I know a lot of people did. And the thought of just staying in my house for months and months on end was so suffocating to me. I mean, in the beginning, we thought maybe it would only be like two weeks um, which is so crazy to think about now, but yeah, just the thought of not being able to go out to eat, go to coffee shops. These are such like first world things. And I realized that now, obviously, um, and traveling, going to see like friends and family, that's just part of our lifestyle. Like we, not that we like travel to really far places all the time or like go on really big, amazing trips all the time but we do we like to go on little road trips we go to Tennessee we go up to the beach all the time and just the thought of like not being allowed or able to do that was so suffocating and just gave me so much anxiety and the news cycle just perpetuated so much fear and anxiety and like it's just so unhealthy to watch the news I feel like and that might be controversial to say I know that we all need to stay informed but there are better healthier ways to do that than just like tuning into Fox News or CNN. I am a big proponent of getting my news online, just searching for what I need to know, or it will just come to you like in your family group text, or someone will text you and be like, hey, did you hear about this? Like, you get the news that you need to know. It's not necessary to sit and watch the news for hours on end or even like 30 minutes. It just, at least for me, maybe that's fine with you. For me, it makes me so anxious and it totally ruins my day. And I, just will not have any of it so if I need to know something if I'm interested about curious about something or like need to be informed on a specific topic I will just google it find some articles or my family will just keep me updated in our little family group chat sorry that was a bit of a tangent and I actually spoke about that in my very first episode of finding peace in the queue um, all about how I realized that the news was just really, really ruining my day and giving me way more anxiety than was necessary. Um, and so I cut it out and it helped so, so, so much. But as I was saying, I realized that I'm much more adaptable than I thought I was. Um, because in the beginning, I was, like I said, anxious, full of fear, just like dreading the oncoming months. And then after about a month, I really, really like settled in and felt really comfortable and just way more at peace. And I just found ways to really ground myself in peace and staying healthy and keeping my mind really active and not just dwelling on the awful state of the world, but just trying to figure out how I can make my life better and my myself better and how I can make the most of my time here in quarantine. Um, and now, honestly, I'm so content to be at home all day. It's kind of crazy. Um, in the beginning, I was wanting to leave the house so badly and now I like hardly ever have an urge to leave the house if I don't need to. Like, yeah, I like to go run an errand here and there, but for the most part, I'm really happy and at ease in my home. And it's not because I'm afraid to go out or anything like that, but I've just really been enjoying spending a lot more time at home and sort of getting the home in order and reorganizing a lot of stuff and cleaning a lot of stuff. And now our space just feels so much more enjoyable to be in. I mean, most of the time, sometimes some days it gets a little out of hand, but um, yeah, I've just been getting a lot better at keeping the home really nice and clean and happy and fresh and organized. So love that for us. But I spoke about a lot of this in the very first episode, Finding Peace in the Queue. So if you want to listen to that, if you haven't heard it yet, you can go listen to that um, for like how I was like grounding myself in peace and all that kind of stuff. 
it's good it's a good one and it doesn't just go for quarantine time it goes for any time that you're in a really hard season and you are looking for ways to deal with your anxiety and help your anxiety and find some peace i feel like i've said peace 1000 times in this episode but you know what peace is good so peace (laughs) okay moving on Another thing I learned about myself through the last few months is how important getting outside is and having fresh air. Oh my gosh, getting some sunshine. Like for some reason, I just, I don't know. I I took it for granted for sure. And now that it's like the most exciting part of my day is like getting outside and, you know, going for a long walk or playing badminton outside in the backyard or playing frisbee with my husband or something like that. Like it's just so fun. and you don't realize how much or how little you go outside in your day-to-day when you're like running errands and you're kind of going here and there. But when you're just home all day or when we were just home all day, like when it was in the thick of the queue, getting outside and like playing in the backyard was the funnest part of the day. And it totally just makes you feel like a kid again. And you're getting your vitamin D, getting some sunshine, fresh air. You're grounding yourself in the earth. Um, I always love to play in the backyard with bare feet. It makes me feel like a little kid and I just love it. Um, And yeah, just having an outside space. We feel so incredibly lucky and blessed that we have a massive backyard um, that we're able to play in. I say play in like we're little kids, but that's really what it feels like and it's so fun. But yeah, I feel like I have really learned to appreciate the nature around me. I feel like I've always been like a massive nature lover my whole life. Like I love to be outside and I love beautiful views and being in the ocean and mountains and I love that so much, but I kind of took for granted like the nature that's just around me in my home. And it makes me sad that I'm only just, well, I'm happy that I've discovered it now, but before I just didn't take advantage of it enough. And now like every single evening we get excited to like go watch the sunset on the dock or play, like I said, play badminton or frisbee or something like that outside. And it's just so, so, so nice. Um, And then I also love my long morning walks. Oh, it's so good. Even though it's getting so hot in Florida, it's getting a little bit harder. We have to like go out way earlier in the morning and wait till sunset to to go out again but anyway I'm still really really loving and appreciating our outdoor space yeah so if you have a nice backyard or any sort of parks near you um if there's any like trails that you can get to I highly recommend getting out and taking advantage of that because it will totally change your life it just it feels so 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 good it's good for the soul. I feel like almost everything on my list um, that I've learned has to do with um, really just appreciating the little things in life and to stop taking things for granted. This goes for like nature, like I just mentioned, like being outside, um, going out to restaurants, not being able to travel. And the biggest one obviously is not being able to see friends and family, just like not taking your your time together for granted. Like every moment that we're together with our friends or family or loved ones is so special and we really need to cherish that and make the most of it and really make a better effort to see our loved ones more often and talk to them more often and Also, I've just really learned to appreciate FaceTime and the internet. Oh my gosh, what would we be doing right now if we didn't have social media or technology? I don't even want to think about it. I'm so grateful that we're able to still connect with people and talk to people and actually see each other face-to-face, at least over a screen, but you can still see their face and, you know, talk to them and it's just so nice. So yeah, just not taking those things for granted, all those seemingly little things are really really are the most important and the biggest things and the things that really matter in life 
Okay, the last thing I wanted to share about that I learned about myself is is kind of a a revelation, a very eye-opening revelation about myself and my personality, and that is that I will continue to make excuses for the things that I typically will say. I'll just like brush them off or push them off by saying, oh, I don't have time for that or I'm too busy for that right now. Um, but honestly, I just don't make time for them. And the fact that I've been forced to stay at home and reflect a lot and I have plenty of time for all these projects and things that I want to do, whether that's a project like restarting my blog or starting a podcast or starting a new workout program or just even like reaching out to friends a couple times a week to catch up on FaceTime. Um, there's so many small things that we say that we don't have time for. Oh, meditating every day. That's another one I need to still work on. But we all have those projects or ideas or goals or plans that we have in our head that we say we want to do and that we're like going to get to one day, but we kind of push it off as like, oh, I'll just do that some point in the future. Like it's not a good time right now to do that. I feel like all of those excuses and the procrastination has been like totally eliminated because they're just not real anymore whenever you're forced to sit at home and you don't have to do, you don't have all the same responsibilities that you had before, whether that's if you got laid off or you got let go from your job which if you did I'm so sorry that happened to you it happened to me too so <laughs> we move on but um yeah we just don't have excuses anymore to say that we don't have time for it and I know there's a lot of people saying oh you shouldn't be putting pressure on yourself right now like it's a it's such a different time and it's unprecedented and give yourself grace and I fully agree with that and if you're still struggling um with everything going on in the world I know it's everybody is struggling to some degree but for me, I gave myself a lot of grace for the first month. And then when I started to come out of all that anxiety and fear and I found my peace, I was like, okay, now it's time to dig in and do the work on myself and actually figure out what I want to do um, with this time that I have and make the most of it. So if you're in that space and you're in that mindset and you can get there, um, just don't put pressure on yourself if you're not there yet. But if you are, don't, don't continue to make that an excuse as well. I hope all that made sense. I feel like I was really rambling, but I, th I think you get me. But as I was saying personally for myself that I have noticed that I continue to make excuses or I, I can procrastinate until I literally don't have any time and it's crazy because I don't even know what I'm doing. I'll just be like doing the dishes or cleaning the house or like tackling a different sort of organizational project that is like not urgent at all <laughs> that can be done at any time. Um, but I'm putting off like that big, big project or goal or thing that I want to start because I'm just procrastinating by busying myself with like organizing my makeup drawer for the 500th time in the week. <laughs> I will just like give myself stupid little things to do like that. And all it's doing is making me push away the important work or put off the important work that I know is way more important for my life and moving me forward and making me happy and making me feel more fulfilled. And it, it truly all comes back to the resistance. And I, I can't remember when I spoke about this, probably my morning routine video, but oh, or no, the productivity video. Video? I keep saying video. This is a podcast. Hello. Oh my gosh. I haven't made a YouTube video in so long and I'm still like on the video brain, but Anyway, I spoke about the resistance in one of my other podcast episodes, and it's basically this force. <laughs> I really believe in this. It's like a force of the enemy of some sort. And if you have anything that's like your, your true calling, like something that you know is really good for you and it's going to better your life and better yourself and better humanity... And this can be as little as starting a new healthy lifestyle, a new workout routine, or as big as like 
a dream of writing a book or your dream of starting a charity or any kind of big dream like that that's like good for the world, you will have this opposing force that is trying to stop you. And that can come in the form of procrastination, fear, obstacles, self-doubt, insecurity. Um, all of these things is are just forms of the resistance that are just stopping you from making that big move and in really improving your life and making the world a better place. So all of that to say that I have realized that I really need to get better at stopping myself whenever I realize or notice that I'm I'm procrastinating or putting something important off and not starting something or like not doing my meditations. I just want to stop myself and say, look, this is a resistance trying to work against you. You need to be the bigger person and push back and get it done and show the resistance the resistance oh my gosh can't speak who is boss and just giving the resistance a name and identifying it totally helps you in like battling it because you realize like okay it's not just me in my own mind making up excuses like this is a a separate entity a force that's working against me and it might sound totally crazy and like woo woo to some of you but for me it helps me to like identify it as like a separate force like outside of myself um that I can like put in its place if that makes sense so it works for me um but yeah that's something I realized about myself is that I will continue to make excuses for things and even when I have plenty of time to do them I will still busy myself with other work that just helps me to put off my important work which is not a good thing so also I feel like I should mention the resistance for me comes in the form usually of just fear that I'm not good enough, my work's not going to be good enough, I'm not ready to start this. Those are the kind of like self-doubting feelings that I get that I identify as the resistance. I feel like I've said the resistance so many times, oh my gosh, you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's fine. It's actually, I didn't make this up. This is a book by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. Yeah, The War of Art. And um, it's a fabulous book. I highly recommend it. I've spoken about it before and I probably will never stop talking about it because it's so, so, so good. But that book is where I first learned about the idea of the resistance and it totally resonated with me clearly. But yes, so something I want to take away from this experience of quarantine is that I want to be a lot more conscious of the resistance in my day-to-day life Um, and then yeah just be more proactive and making time for the things that are really important to me and like these big things that I always have floating around my mind my ideas and my plans that I just need to work on every single day I don't know if that's too vague so I'll give you an example like for me one of the biggest things that I am always procrastinating on and putting off is my writing so I will do my morning pages most days but that doesn't really count as like real writing to me because it's more of just like a brain dump but I'm not like trying to you know make a nice sentence happen or anything like that I'm just like dumping my brain but I really want to develop my writing I it it brings me a lot of joy I really really love it and I love my blog I love writing a blog post and I love hearing that it's resonated with someone like if anyone ever messages me about something I wrote on my blog it makes me so happy and it makes me feel so filled up like it's just really nice it's a nice feeling so I definitely want to reinvigorate the blog and get it going again so I can like post regular content on there and write a lot more regularly and actually write things that I'm gonna actually share because that's like the best part for me is getting other people to read it and hearing your feedback and seeing how that's helped you there's something very healing about 
sharing your writing especially if it's something vulnerable that a lot of people can connect to and relate to. So yes, the blog is coming back. I promise it will be soon. I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be really good for me. Even if no one reads it, it just, it just feels good to write and get things out there. All right, I think we can start to wrap up the episode here. I hope that you enjoyed it. I felt like I was definitely a little all over the place, but that's just how it goes sometimes but i hope that you enjoyed it regardless and that you got something out of it um all right now let's finish it up with the weekly wisdom every week i like to share either a quote that i've been loving or a verse that i've been loving lately um and i just felt like sharing one of my all-time favorite bible verses this for this week i feel like it's kind of fitting um and that is romans 12 2 and it goes Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I love this verse because it just reminds you that you need to constantly be seeking growth and expanding your knowledge and your wisdom and reaching higher and higher always. Um and always seeking God's will for your life. So yes, I love that. I love the idea of not being conformed to this world. We are in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. Um, We are spiritual beings having a human experience, and I just really love holding on to that thought. So thought I would share that with you. All right, we have come to the end of the episode. I appreciate you so, so, so much for listening this far. It means so much to me. Yeah, just want to say thank you. And if you have not subscribed yet, you can go ahead and subscribe so you never ever miss an episode. Um, And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcast app if you haven't already. It really supports the show and it's kind of the only way to help people find SoulClick apart from sharing on social media, which would also be nice. Um, But it totally makes my day whenever I see you guys leaving a review or posting about SoulClick. It's like such a happy day for me anytime that happens it's just super encouraging and yeah makes my day also if you want to you can follow soul click on instagram at soul click podcast um, i'm trying to be better about updating that more often and keeping it really current and fresh for you guys so yeah go there keep up to date with all things soul click and that's all i have for you today so thanks again for listening and i cannot wait to talk to you guys next week bye